0: Hello folks, this is your host, Ellie Teskari, welcoming you to Faith Uncensored. Today you will hear stories of real people who step by faith into the footprints of Jesus. Enjoy the show. So hello, hello folks, and welcome to a new episode with Faith Uncensored. And I'm so glad here today we have a very special guest. His name is John Park. Hello, yes. John.
1: Oh, it's great. I'm glad to know I'm special, too. That's a good thing.
0: <laughs> you are special. You are very special. And John Parks is uh, the pastor of Ashford Community Church at Kingdom City, right?
1: That's correct.
0: Okay, that's cool. So you so are...
1: far, we're doing pretty good. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you are a pastor. And uh, so I met him a few weeks ago at an event with Sean Foyt, right? That's right. And, um, and he... I said the name Ashford Community Church, and he said, "No, it's Ashford Community Church at Kingdom City." Right. So I was like, "Okay, I'll I'll say it right the way he wants." And um, then I went home and looked it up. looked it up online. What is this? Can you say something about your church? It's a very it's a very interesting church.
1: Yes, it's uh, it is very interesting, and it's uh, first of all, let me just say it's a joy to be with you today on your program, and we're grateful for. Uh, the opportunity to share the message, you know, in many different forums. And I guess all of us have learned a lot of new things during this whole COVID crisis thing that we've come Amen out of. to that. <laughs> and uh, the technology is is moving us forward in some ways of connecting with people that mm-hmm. we have never had before. So thank you for a- acknowledging the opportunity of using that technology for the glory of God. Amen. Um, yeah, Ashford Community Church. Uh, just a brief background. It started as a Baptist church in the in the so ninth, where is it located? In the nineties, twenty one hundred Eldridge Parkway, right off of the uh, I ten, and uh, it's in the heart of the energy corridor. Okay, Houston, I'm, Texas. Houston, Texas, seven seven zero seven seven. I mean, yeah, nothing but heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, all those sevens represent completion. So I mean, we're we believing that we're completing uh, the call of Christ. Uh, but Astra Community Church started as a Baptist church in the '90s. It went through a crisis of uh, you know implosion of leadership, and it moved through some hands to where it uh, became an extension of the ministry of, in a way, Encourage Your Church. They sent, oh. if you're familiar with Encourage Your yeah, Church... We, we, we went to Encourage a huge event that's mm-hmm. about to happen in Encourage Your Church here in just a couple of weeks. They're bringing in Pulse Ministries, doing an an outdoor crusade. You might want to go out uh-huh. and check that out. Okay, so, yes, yeah yes. More uh, on that later, folks. Yes. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in, in any regard... Um, Pastor George Arizamo, he came over from Encourager Church as an elder, and he kind of held things together for a number of years there. And, and then um, in about 2015, um, a series of events happened, and I think it's, it's important for you to hear this for just a second, mm-hmm. Um and the series events were that the church was going through a leadership transition again. And at that same time, my wife and I were preparing to go to Israel to plant an international church. Mm. And at the, at that particular time, um, our visas were denied for long-term visas to go to Israel. Mm. I got the call with Doug Stringer to come and give assistance, some apostolic assistance to this church that was struggling, which is Ashford Community mm-hmm. Church. And we went over there, and uh, all of a sudden, as things begin to unfold, uh, I, I say I met uh, God as Jehovah Sneaky because I thought I was going to plant an international church in Israel, and it ended up being right here in my own backyard because oh. I'm a native of Eust- Houston. I've mm-hmm. been born and raised here, been here my whole life. I'm nearly seventy six uh, 67 years old. I get that upside down sometimes. <laughs> but uh, okay. what's, what's uh, fun is um, we really... Begin to see the hand of God because Houston is the most ethnically diverse city in America, mm-hmm. ahead of New York, ahead of Los Angeles, ahead of you know, LA. Proud. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah it's very quite, proud. Quite interesting. There's over 300 nations represented here, mm. well over 230 languages that are spoken here. Wow, it's uh, it's quite something. And at Kingdom City right now, we represent over 60 nations and we do services in seven languages.
0: Did you hear this? Did you hear this? <laughs> <laughs> Nations yeah. And services in seven languages. Wow.
1: It's pretty crazy.
0: Amazing. So but it reflects it reflects it Houston. Reflects
1: the, it reflects Houston. Uh-huh. and It
0: should be like this. And
1: the energy corridor actually uh-huh. does the greatest job of blending these cultures together mm. more than any other part of Houston. Because you'll have ethnic groups that congregate in, in neighborhoods and sections, you know, mm-hmm. like there'll be an Indian group here or a Chinatown group or mm-hmm. a, a Spanish version, but right there, they just kind of merge together. And, and it's, so it's a beautiful place. Uh, for us to be.
0: Wow, this is beautiful. I didn't know all these details.
1: Yeah, there's it's lots a, more.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you're telling me now because I'm really enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, it's
1: a it's a beautiful bu- it's a beautiful mosaic. If you were to look wow. if you were to look at the energy corridor on on a on a map, a legend that basically colorized each nation you could find these pockets, like I was saying, all over. But when you look there, it looks like a rainbow because all of them are so... They're like a beautiful tapestry brought together. And to think that God had given my wife and I this this vision for an international ministry He thought we were doing it on the other side of the world, the most hostile place on the planet. But then for him to say, no, we're going to start it right here in Houston. It has been amazing to see the last five years as God has unfolded this vision. And there's some powerful things in there. But um, yeah, so that's a little bit about who we are. Um, we're, we're embracing, uh, the cultures and the nation's We're experiencing the Revelation 9 of every tribe, every tongue, every language, be able to come as one to give glory to God. So Mm -hmm. it's really a taste in a very uh, physical way, a very tangible way of that John 17 prayer. Mm -hmm. So I think your listening audience would probably be familiar with it, but Jesus begins and he prays Mm -hmm. first for himself, then he prays for the apostles. And then he prays for all of those that are going to believe on the apostles name. That'd be us. Uh-huh. Amen. Yeah. And he prays that we might reflect the heart of the father, the son, and the Holy ghost in the way we respond to one another. And we get to do that in real time, not just ethereally. I mean, uh-huh. it's one thing, okay, yes. it, right? yes. one thing to think about it, right? One thing to think about it in your mind. It's another thing to actually live as roommates, so,
0: interesting, interesting, because I've always read this prayer, always meditated upon it, but I never thought it could be done the way you guys are doing it. So, in a practical way, so seven languages, mm-hmm. uh, so services in the, seven yeah, languages, so this, how does the practicality... Yeah,
1: well, obviously, it's an administrative uh, fun, yeah, fun to, zone, I mean, right? Apostolica, <laughs>
0: administrative, yeah, you know. Yeah,
1: all of that good. Well... It's 12 congregations currently. Mm. Um, the languages are like you know we have everything from Swahili to French to Portuguese to Spanish. Have
0: you been in Italian? Uh, for us not in the... not quite not Italiano,
1: but you know you get close. We have Brazilians. Oh yes, we <laughs> and, love and, Brazilians. Yeah. Yes, we love them. They <laughs> got a bunch of them. In fact, my associate pastor at Ashford's Brazilian. Yeah,
0: they're nice. They're nice people, Brazilians. Yeah, I know.
1: I, know. I love the way they uh, turn their phrases. Uh, all their syllables at the end of every word, it goes up, and so it kind of makes you feel. It He's makes like... you smile. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, so we have these 12 congregations and we meet in this sort of fluid space. We've designed, uh, when we came, the building itself, the facility, the exterior shell had been there for, since 1998, mm-hmm. but it'd never been finished inside. Hmm. In fact, the interior, as of just a couple of weeks ago, is now completed. In the last. Less than three years, we finished the whole inside of the building. It's about forty thousand square feet. It hosts three sanctuaries currently, and then some administrative spaces. We put a studio in one of the spots, so you you'll have to come check that out. (laughs) (laughs) And um, and in any regard, we see it as a kingdom resource. If it's a kingdom resource, then it ought to be for all people to be able to do. Mm -hmm. Where in our Western culture, too many times we have all of these little separate little box churches, where and some are big box churches, got big box and little box, but they basically serve one vision, one purpose in one location. Mm -hmm. Where we see our responsibility as an apostolic prophetic church to be something that would undergird and cause the foundation. Because, you know, you think of the scripture, it's not top-down with the, with the order of the ministry. Mm-hmm. It's from the bottom up. It says it's the foundation, foundation. of the apostles and the prophets. Amen. So that means we have to be underneath. It's an upside down kingdom. Mm-hmm. That's the way Jesus described it. Mm-hmm. If you want to be great, you're going to be what? <laughs> the, servant the servant of all. <laughs> and again, I want to just commend you and your husband <laughs> for being servants to this purpose, to just get the word out, you know? Yeah. So it's a beautiful get the thing. Word out. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But it's beautiful how you're saying it. And you have all these groups that meet. In, so three sanctuaries. Maybe you have other small small rooms. Mm-hmm. That's so correct. Maybe small groups meet in smaller rooms. Sure. The
1: congregations range in size from maybe the smallest being maybe 20, 25 people to as many as uh, the Spanish uh service is probably the largest currently and everybody's down a little bit from the COVID uh-huh. thing. We've kind of had a little flip flop during this period of time. It's been interesting, but, uh, they're probably 300, 400 people. Um, and, um, uh, so we have services, we have, uh, congregations everywhere in between. Mm-hmm. So that's very, uh, unique, uh, to the situation. You won't find it run this way. Very many places, uh, the largest international church in the world, uniquely, is in Kuwait, huh. where they have eighty five congregations in one location. In one location. Uh, so are <laughs> it's these a, remarkable? Wow. I,
0: it's my first time hearing this, okay? Yeah. First time hearing what you are doing and Kuwait I mean that first time right now.
1: <laughs> I've actually been there. I went really. and I, and I witnessed how that all functioned, and they had ch- congregations. From as small as thirty up to three thousand, wow. so it was it was quite quite unique.
0: And then and then you once a month you gather together or mm-hmm. every now and then.
1: Well, once a month we gather in what we call combined prayer service. All the pastors of the various congregations we have a meal together. We we share our dreams and our pains and we pray for one another, encourage oh, each other, and then we go into yeah. a prayer service where all of our congregations are invited to participate, and uh, we'll have uh, prayer points, that, you know, that we're focusing on, and a different pastor from each one of the congregations will lead in one of those prayer points, mm. and then we all pray together, sometimes they'll pray in their language, uh, sometimes they'll pray in English, uh, sometimes they'll pray in Spanish, you know, uh, even though it might not be their first language, because there is a large Spanish contingency there. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, and that's the way that works. So there'll be worship. It's kind of, it's sort of a hybrid of the harp and bowl type of Uh ministry uh, dimension in the prayer time. But it's, it's It is definitely not exactly like that, but it has that kind of flavor to it.
0: Mm, Mm -hmm. That's interesting. It makes it so much interesting. I I like this harp and bowls. I love it always.
1: A variety. Uh,
0: Yes, yes, yes. Because uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with harp and bowls, but basically there is um, a person that speaks or pray, and another person that responds singing the, the words that have been spoken or maybe reinterpreting, but it's sang. So it has a lot of spontaneity in the worship. It's, be- it's a beautiful thing. I love it. And uh, yeah. usually I've been training to, to do that in the House of Prayer that we have here in Katy, Texas. Correct. And I was serving there, you know, years ago, but I love it. And it's something that you'd never forget to do, uh, how to do it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Beautiful. I, I like this story that you're telling me. It's beautiful. I wish I had had you earlier. <laughs> <laughs> but I know, I know your time is precious. It was just uh, to find the right day, the, the right combination. combination. Yeah. So um, some, some things I took notes of something that is always in my heart. The foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Mm-hmm. You talked about that. What is that?
1: Well, i I think it's I think it's like this. Um, Jesus left these gifts. Each of these gifts, I think, in our current quote, at least within the stream of Christianity I've been a part of, the apostolic prophetic movement, it 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 has tended to, I think, kind of go off course because they are always trying to establish who's in the office of the prophet or the evan- you know evangelist or the you know whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't see them as much as offices as functions, because these are Jesus is the apostle, Jesus is the prophet, Jesus mm-hmm. is the pastor teacher, Jesus is the evangelist, and Jesus has given the gifts of himself to the church to build the church up. So again, these gifts are there for the building up of the body of Christ to release the body of Christ to do the things that Christ's body ought to be doing. Mm-hmm. But too many times in our culture, again, we tend to uh, create celebrities out of the people that are carrying a five-fold five gifts. fold ministry yeah. gifts. We tend to mm-hmm. celebritize them as opposed to seeing them as coaches and teachers and trainers to get us in the field. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to be in the playing field. And when I say we, I see myself on both those dimensions. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm a shepherd, but I'm also a sheep, right? (laughs) So I have this responsibility to live the life of Jesus wherever I am, not just when I'm wearing this this hat of an office of a five-fold ministry person. Mm -hmm. So what I am endeavoring to do is to Demystify those office dimensions, but raise up the fact that there's a practical uh, application of these things. You know, the Bible says that the truth sets us free. Well, it's only the truth that's applied that sets you free. It doesn't set you free because it's truth.
0: Okay, so you're a practical person because that's you talk, right. <laughs> talk me about unity and how to practice unity, uh, how to be practical with the fivefold ministry, how to the church you know and you're talking about applying the truth that sets you free otherwise it doesn't so you're a practical person
1: practical okay. person because you know i mean if it doesn't if it doesn't materialize in the empirical universe is it really happening Mm-hmm. and too many times especially those that are given towards developing their spirituality they they develop it in a way that it has no codifying it has no qualifying it has no you know uh quantifying it just kind of me and jesus or yes, it's me
0: has the... just a spiritual dimension and nothing else
1: so Easy. it, in a sense, it just becomes an ethereal uh, mm-hmm. dimension. So I like to look at John because First John is very clear. He says, hey, how is it that you say you love God that you haven't seen? And you're not even walking across the street to introduce yourself to yeah. your neighbor whom you have seen. Yes. You know, you're you're not making yourself available to the very people that Jesus came and died for. So mm-hmm. why is it you think you have this great love affair going on with God? Yeah. You know, if it's gotta, it's gotta translate. It's
0: gotta be in both directions.
1: Absolutely, both that's directions. what makes it real. In fact, that's what he said. The litmus test is, he's just basically saying, okay, you say you got all the spirituality. Well, here it is. It'll show up right here. And if it doesn't show up here, it's not real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so true. So and, true. And we're. You know, we're into that. I hope new... you guys are taking notes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we're into that New Testament dimension. There are 32 one another scriptures that are mentioned in the New Testament.
0: Oh, wow. 32. L-
1: love one another, encourage one another, build up one another, provoke one another, strengthen one another. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just five of them. There's 32 of those. We're living those in real time. Mm-hmm. We're letting that be the... F- if you will, the spiritual fodder that's uh, qualifying us as the body of Christ as we walk Mm -hmm. covenantally with one another. This is what God has given us, this privilege. He's given us this privilege to live like this. Uh uh So it's a beautiful thing.
0: Wow. Wow. You have a a 360 vision. I really feel that we need to overflow his presence on the streets. We need to to leak his presence everywhere.
1: You know, I, I shared with somebody just I think it was yesterday, and and you just made me come back to that a moment. I, I they were they were talking, and they're they're a quality ministry person and everything, but they said, you know, I'll not take any glory. I'm not going to share the glory. the The glory is the Lord's, and, <laughs> and it's not to be shared. And I, and you know, I I listened. We talked a little bit more, and I said, hey, is it okay? I mean, we just met each other, but is it okay if I just share something with you for a moment that I'd like to point out to you? And uh, they said, sure. And I said. Hey, I said, the old covenant com- uh, comment that mm. it's the Lord's glory and not share it with another, yes. that's absolutely, that was that's what it was. I mean, God was in the Ark of the Covenant. He was in the box. He was in the holiest of holies. Only the the priests could come in once a year and interact in that dimension. But I said, you know, in the New Covenant, the John 17 prayer says, the glory which we share, I now give unto them. Oh, I could and speak how, in tongues right now, you say. <laughs> and
0: how cannot God share His glory if He has me sitting at His right hand in Jesus?
1: Absolutely. How
0: can I, you know, I'm sh- He's I, sharing I, this glory with me. I don't I, know about you, you know. Yeah, He is. He's, I am full of His glory, and
1: absolutely, you're a glory you know, carrier. Yeah. Christ in you, the very hope of glory. Of glory. It's for the world. Uh-huh. We're carrying the glory of God for the world so that they can experience him as Mm -hmm. well. Because Jesus came to repurpose our imagery of who God Mm -hmm. was like. Because we had a bad, distorted view of what the Heavenly Father was Mm -hmm. like, and Jesus Mm -hmm. put it on display.
0: Wow. That's Mm -hmm. beautiful. (laughs) That's beautiful. Oh, thank you for sharing that. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love it. I love how you explain it and makes it so real. Thank you. You know, I really hope you guys are taking notes, and if you're listening, go back <laughs> and listen to it again because this is good, good food. And um, so, talking about church, though. Yeah. So you have a unique experience with your church, and uh, so are you the leader of? Uh, apost- sorry, I don't want to glorify you, and uh, you know, but are you the leader of these churches? Are you somewhat? Um, of a-
1: I'm. I'm in some ways one of the first among equals. Mm-hmm. Okay, so okay. there's the there is a council. It's called the Kingdom City Council that is made up of uh, some pastors from our group, and it's made up from also some ministry, some seasoned ministry leaders that have been in missions. Um, uh, in fact, one couple, uh, they moved here from Chicago. They were actually the missions directors of a large evangelical denomination and they came to join us to help us navigate these cultural waters that are uh, very unique yes. in, in how you approach things. And um, and so you could say I am one of the foundational
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, apostolic visionaries of what's happening because it was a vision that I carried into this situation. But very quickly, uh, Pastor Alejandro Corazon, he Came alongside. Uh, he was a pastor leading. He's Argentine, uh, and he was leading a group of of uh, Spanish uh, believers. In fact, I think at the time they probably had thirteen to fourteen different nations represented in their church alone. Uh, That were Spanish speakers, Mm -hmm. but, you know, Colombians are a lot different than Hondurans and Hondurans Uh are different than Puerto Ricans and Puerto Ricans are different than Argentinians and and Mexicans and so on and so forth. And so Pastor Alejandro had some practical experience within that, and he was a part of the denomination that that couple came from. So they came with a very unique expression to help, uh, I would say, accelerate what Kingdom City became. But Ashford Community Church, the church that I'm the senior pastor of, it is sort of the, micro, the microcosm of what the ah. macrocosm <laughs> of Kingdom City is, because oh. our church is uh, very integrated into all of these different cultural expressions. Ah, I see, see, I see. See what I'm saying? As a matter of fact, if you were to come to the church, you would find—I'll just speak in these straight terms— the whiteness of the church is like about this, about maybe 15% of the church, mm-hmm. where the rest of it is all these other nations from mm-hmm. all these different places. And uh, many times I'm the only white face on the platform that you even <laughs> see. And uh, I'm good with that because I don't, know, I don't know how God made me. I just think I got a white coating, I think, inside. I probably a few other things. <laughs> but, but I think it's, it's quite unique to experience the, the mosaic of these cultures coming together in worship before the Lord. On Pentecost Sunday, we had an amazing breakout of God's presence, and at the, mm-hmm. in, towards the end of the service, we were singing one of those old standby faithfuls of, I think it's Chris Tomlin, How Great Is Our God, mm-hmm. and a French expression came up, a Portuguese expression came up. A Spanish expression came. Mm. An English expression came. Uh, we have an a Indian group from Telugu. Uh, they're Telugu speakers. Uh, you, in in any way, you have all of these languages praising God, and everybody in the room, you, you're you're in Pentecost because that's what wow. happened on the day, right? They all heard the expressions of God in their own language. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah it's uh it's a fun place mm. to get serious about God. Wow,
0: wow, <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful, and also to get. All these people getting along at this point, I believe, because if you, if you, they're still there, and uh, I I bet there are some cultural differences, you know, there must be, but uh, to be able to love one another again, one another, and uh, and in spite of all the differences, you know, yeah,
1: you know, I don't want to give the impression that it's not hard work. Mm -hmm. You know, again, like you said, there's a practicality to what we're doing, but the spirituality is so powerful. That it takes us through the practicality that we have to we have to embrace these things that that Jesus told us to embrace in order to become what He said He wanted us to become. Right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't just happen because you wish it to be so. It happens because you choose it to be so. You become intentional about the way you walk with others. I had someone ask me today earlier. I was doing a class we called Next Steps, and they um they asked me they said well pastor um what what how how does this work you know how you know because they had been coming to the church for a little while and they said i see all this going on how does this work i said well we've discovered two primary values that make it all work that everyone has to hold in the highest regard and if they if they hold these up then then we can do it and i said the first one is we have to be people of his presence we have to go after the presence of God—that has mm-hmm. to be something that's intent in our in our heart. Mm-hmm. You know Moses, whenever he was, uh, uh, the children of Israel going to the promised land, and him and God were having their their argument, uh, if you will, about the thing. And God said, "Well, I'll send my angels, but I'm not going." And he <laughs> said, "He said, wait a minute. He said, it is your presence that distinguishes us, marks us from every other people on the earth, if you." Or if your presence is not with us, we'll not go, mm. so we're that at Kingdom City, at all the congregations, and especially at Astra Community Church, we're about his presence uh, we're to be carriers of that we're to cultivate it, we're to practice his presence and then and then what that leads us to and it's kind of almost two sides of one coin is the is the understanding of embracing humility mm. because jesus humbled himself according to philippians 2. he humbled he emptied himself of all It's called the great kenosis he emptied himself of all godlike qualities and he took on the form of a man and he humbled himself uh, as a man you know people love to quote like they'll talk about unity in fact unity is a big buzzword right okay everybody knows about here And they say, oh, God, you'll go to prayer meetings, and people are praying, give us a spirit of unity. Oh, Father, bring it down. You know, nowhere in the Bible does it talk about a spirit of unity. What it talks about is unity in the spirit.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: If we walk in the spirit, unity becomes the byproduct of it because we've pursued his presence, and his presence produces community, unity. Mm, in the spirit.
0: Community, yeah. So
1: we have to go after, you know, and even as we're talking here today, and I don't know about your listening audience, but I'm touched with the emotion of the of the reality and the anointing of God on his word for the things that touch his heart. And yes. I sense his anointing yes. even as we're talking here yes. today, just the two of us in this yeah. room. I do
0: I do too. I do too.
1: So it's beautiful yeah. again to yeah. have this opportunity yeah. to share. Because it re re-en- it re enlivens me. Yeah. As to what we're about. And,
0: and, and sometimes, <laughs> sometimes uh, we lead the worship and people come and say, hey, that was beautiful. My answer is just, yeah, it was beautiful. I mean, it's not just because you're talking and people receive, but no, you, you are the first recipient yeah, that's right. of this glory, of this power, and especially when we highlight the Word of God and we talk about Him and we have in every conversation.
1: I love the word you just said, uh, the recipient. Uh-huh. So many times when I pray for people, especially worship, pastors, worship leaders, and we're mount. I said, God, don't make them just a conduit, but mm-hmm. make them a recipient. Yes. First <laughs> it comes, <laughs> first it comes in, on yes, us. that's right.
0: Before you experience it, we are just like in heaven. Let,
1: let them encounter yeah. you as others are encountering yeah. you from them.
0: In fact, people say, how is it to lead the worship? Fantastic. you got to be <laughs> here with us. you got to come with us. You know, it's not yeah. just a place, a, yeah, glorified place or, you know, a place of celebrity or, I mean... I know the world works like that, but it's a place you know you want to be there. Absolutely, because you 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 encounter Him first. I mean, you get it, pure. No, I'm not saying pure. No, but you encounter this presence of God and you enjoy it as as you. The beauty of His yeah. holiness. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's so <laughs> fantastic. God is fantastic. And um, well, talking again about church. So um. Uh, one of the questions that um, that I wanted to ask you, or just you—it's not really a question, just something to think about. Uh, with all the pandemic we had, and all the Sean foy, so many you know people that are you know we couldn't meet in the building, and so the myth of the building went down. Though we talked about it for many years, decades, the church is not the building. We said it so many times. I mean, I am the daughter of missionaries, so I heard it the church is not the building this time it was really that i mean we got to experience what we've been saying for 30 years mm. i'm not 30 i'm 20 no <laughs> i'm kidding but you know we we heard this for so long and now with the pandemic the church was not the building mm-hmm. and um what do you think about this all these this is happening so many events Uh, outdoor events worship events this church what about the church now it feels like um the church the way we we've been living the church maybe has to be modernized or maybe or maybe go back more than modernized but just to go back at more what jesus intended as church and it doesn't actually belong in a building but that's the, maybe we need a building yes because it's functional but i don't know if i'm saying it right or uh, well, what do you I think well i think of
1: course this is a huge subject because there are so <laughs> <laughs> there are so many different uh, tributaries that you can take as it relates to the covid uh, pandemic crisis lots of different angles from lots of different people um, and expressions and obviously every culture embraced that at Varying degrees of of acceptance or rejection, or however you want to look at it, COVID we know is a real thing. It does a real damage to people that receive it. There are a number of things about that particular way in which that pandemic has been broadcast that has created um, some drama and trauma mm-hmm. and things. I happened to be one of those people that believe God uses all things for his children to help move them to the place that he wants to go. Sometimes we make choices that you would think would move us out of the will of God, but God just says, okay, well, if you did that, I'm going to come at it this way. Because he's committed Mm -hmm. to conforming us to the image of Christ. He's also committed Mm -hmm. to conforming us to be a bride ordained, uh, you know, adorned for uh, His Son. So the church has got to come into the place of being made ready in accordance with the pattern that God has purposed. Mm -hmm. And I believe the pandemic, as it has unfolded, has given opportunity for there to be a shift of emphasis, you know, in the world uh, depending on how deep you get into the world shapers, they are talking about the Great Reset. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of that is around the subject of the monetary system, the global government system, the all of the things that are into globalism, mm-hmm. which if we know our Bible very well, we know that in the end times that it is the God of this world that is known as Satan or mm-hmm. Lucifer, who is basically the globalist. Yes. <laughs> He's the one that's going to bring the world under his control. And and, mm-hmm. and in that particular time, that's going to be setting up for the good news of the return of Jesus to rule and reign on the earth. Mm-hmm. So I look at all of those things and I say, okay, God, what are you after in your church? Well, I have a saying that I've been saying for 25 years that all of a sudden has even a new, fresher application. And that is, Jesus started the church the way he wanted it. Now he wants the church the way he started it.
0: So, okay, so we, we're not going to, there's nothing new.
1: Under the sun. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, okay. So what I, what I think is we have to have a revisit of the book of Acts and say, what are we doing as a church that looks like the book of Acts and what are we doing that doesn't?
0: Mm -hmm. And everything
1: that doesn't, let's get it out. Mm -hmm. And everything that does, let's put on the gas. Yeah. You know? And one of those things that I think is vital is that the early church, they met in the temple. They went to, Mm -hmm. quote, the church house, Mm -hmm. but they met daily, house to house. Mm -hmm. It was a lifestyle. (laughs) Christianity was Mm -hmm. a lifestyle. It was a life to be lived. It was not a religion to be. Uh, known or to be learned it was a life to be lived Mm -hmm, and again mm -hmm. you're hearing my practicality perhaps come out yeah 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 yeah. so they were known as people of the way
0: the way yes why were
1: they known of the way because their way looked like jesus way yeah does our way look like jesus way Uh uh so these are the questions we have to ask Mm-hmm. are we looking more like the son of god or less where where are we in that thing because the pri- the the bride that's making herself ready that's are getting her uh, bridal garments ready um there there's something about having eternity in view and i think the church mm-hmm. has heard the message so long you know kind of bringing heaven to earth heaven to earth which by the way, I'm totally good with it. I love the Lord's but prayer. And the I, love the I love the practicality. <laughs> <and> the practicality. <laughs> and the practicality that? of thing? What? Where do we go? Where do uh-huh. we go with that? We're, bringing heaven to earth is so that we are getting earth ready for the reception of heaven.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes.
1: So we have to have eternity in view. It's not making the earth better and better. Mm-hmm. It's making our lives more reflectant, more receptive. Because that's, heaven on, that's heaven on earth. Absolutely.
0: That's heaven when we are living the kingdom of God in our day-to-day. When I go to my neighbor and I help her, when I talk to another person on the street and I see somebody in difficulties and I pray for them, that's the kingdom of God. Yeah. That's how it works in the practical. I'm, I'm beautiful, beautiful. I really still hope you're taking notes, guys, and continue to listen to this podcast. It's, this episode is really amazing. I am so happy you're here. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm well, we, we're, so we're here blessed.
1: by a great friend. Yeah. <laughs> One of the wonderful people in life that we both have, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we give a little <laughs> shout out to, to Rebecca to, to Rebecca <laughs> and to <Keith> <laughs> By the way,
0: yes, we have Rebecca. It's been in two episodes now. Oh, has she? Yes, yes, yeah. she's a great speaker. <laughs> yeah,
1: we'll have to get you have to get her and me together mm-hmm. one of these times. We'll do a yes. <laughs> this is was
0: was our intention on the, in the beginning, but she knew too much about you. Uh oh, and I we needed my fresh.
1: Yeah. ignorant
0: mind about what you guys are doing and so but yes we will have an episode like that yeah, it that'll will be fantastic yeah yeah we'll yeah yeah, yeah 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 so it's a lifestyle let's go sorry i'm going back again to sure. um the book of acts they share their lives together you know what um yes i not only agree with the bible of course but i it's my desire to Im- personally embrace this lifestyle which i have had in the past but you know what? We work so much. We are so busy. We are so busy. People have two jobs uh, or uh, five children, (laughs) two jobs, and husband, or, you know, we are, our lives are so full. And I think there is kind of at the root of that, there is chasing a dream or the American dream or this, uh, this dream, wanting a house, uh, two cars, vacations and Hallelujah for vacations. We, kind of sounds like you yeah. can't
1: serve two masters. Exactly.
0: You know, once, <laughs> once <laughs> I don't know if you know uh, this Patricia Bootsma from Toronto. She's a prophetess. Anyways, and I was, tell, I was just complaining, you know, just talking, you know. Uh, yes, I have always Jehovah Witnesses coming at my door. I'm so tired of it. I don't have time she said of course one went to his field another one went about his business you don't have time to preach the gospel they come at your door to talk about jesus and you really don't have time and you're making other things priority so the for instead of prioritizing the life of these people they may go to hell and i was so touched i mean i was so touched i was so reprimanded I was mad at her for a few months and then the Lord was like, Why are you mad at me? We need to reorganize our lives. Yeah, well, we you need know, we
1: s- always say we want God. We want God yeah. more, more, more. Yeah. How many services have you been yeah. where they're crying out for more? And then when God brings a divine interruption, we rebuke it.
0: In the name of Jesus. Get
1: <laughs> this is yeah. See, that's the thing, again, by just studying the life of Jesus, he lived a life that was fluid and flexible. You know, blessed are the flexible, for they shall not break. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what <about> was that? Which, <laughs> okay. which one of them so, the Gospels? Yes, yeah. yeah, all right. <laughs> but um, we, we do definitely need to reevaluate what we have prioritized. And I think, um, again, None of us are perfect at that. I I am certainly not trying to tout myself as as uh, uh, the the uh, great knower of all these things. But yet I also have had that particular mantra for quite some time of Jesus starting the church the way He wanted it. Now He wants the church the way He started it, and with the backdrop of COVID, it gave an opportunity mm-hmm. for there to be lots of readjustment in the way and the manner in which we are ministering to one another. Because again, how many things get distorted? Christ called us to go and make disciples. Mm. We think we're supposed to build the church. Christ said, I'll build the church. Mm. He told us to make disciples. Uh So how how, how much time are we spending Uh making disciples as opposed to building some program at some church? Mm. one is finding its edification in the qualifier of that particular activity the other one is having the qualifier be a life changed mm. transformed mm. principles you know living encouraging relational dynamics I mean how easy is it in the body of Christ to throw away relationships when Jesus said these this is the eternal thing all the other th- everything else we do is hinges on how we treat the lord and how we treat one another and yet we can so casually go in and out of relationships and trash people i mean it's mm-hmm. a dimension yeah. of even what mm-hmm. the prophetess spoke to you about in yes. regards to your encounter of those that would come to your door yeah it's how easily we can get misprioritizing what the main thing is
0: yes yes
1: so i think i think that's all a part of this and yeah. i think we have that opportunity to reconsider how we're investing yeah. investing our lives. We only have so many years. Yes.
0: You know, I, I read a book by John Bevere a few years ago, mm-hmm. Driven by Love Eternity. Him.
1: He's a great author.
0: Yes. I really, it changed my life. Because in, in this book, he's, he talks exactly how the way you will spend eternally eternity is determined by the way you, you are spending these few years here. And he doesn't talk about salvation or not. You receive Jesus and you are saved. But there are eternal rewards. Right. And I want them all. Mm -hmm. I want them all because they belong to me. They've been assigned to me. And so the way I conduct myself, these 90, 100 years that I have for me, I don't know how many years, but this time is so crucial, but it's so brief. Life is like a vapor. I'm thinking about... um, when we, we Italian make pasta, you know, mm-hmm. and the we we boil the water, we keep the lid, and you lift the lid, and the vapor poof disappeared. And this is how I believe James says life is like a vapor; is a moment, it's just a second, yeah, compared to eternity. That is forever, and his rewards are eternal, and also not getting a reward is re- eternal. Right. So everything got to be taken into the perspective of eternity.
1: Absolutely, and taking this full circle back to the whole. Uh, multi-generational, multicultural, multi-denomination, all all of these things mm-hmm. that we're at Kingdom City and Ashford Community Church that we're living in in that tension, in that dimension. The beautiful, the beautiful thing um, that I, I want to say about that is that that living life and preferring one another, considering one another, encouraging one another, all that. God has us highlighting those dimensions. At the same time that the whole world is blowing apart over quote mm-hmm. racial, mm-hmm. you know, injustices and things of that nature, when I don't know if you've read your Bible the way I do, but I only see there's one race. It's called the human, human race. race, and then Thank you. and then God <laughs> asks us to be a part of the new creation race. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> yes. So so we all came from the same parents.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so
1: I don't. I don't. Uh, yes. I, yes. So I do want to recognize the injustices because that is one of the things that God has called us to. In fact, a part of, re, you know, the word revival is not in the Bible, but in, uh, in Psalms 119, the expression of revive me, Lord, is repeated over and over again, which, which and, and it's interesting because one like one, will say, revive me, Lord, according to your loving kindness, but one of them is, revive me, Lord, according to your justice. Mm-hmm. And so these are real, real issues, but the way the world is framing the narrative mm-hmm. as opposed to the biblical narrative of what justice yes. is, is considerably different. Yes. And we need, we need to be students of the word and students of the heart of God, the way of God, as opposed to being totally influenced, because I've seen so many in the body of Christ giving a lot of energy to things that are skewed from the word. Yes. yes. And um, I want to, that's another program. We don't but, have time for that. No, but no, I'm it's glad you brought it up.
0: That. Yeah, I'm very glad you brought it up. I'm a daughter of an African American woman and a white man. And people ask me, Are you part of the African American community? How do you, what do you consider yourself? Huh? I'm a daughter of God. You know, I consider myself citizen of heaven. This is my race. I mm. am a new breed. Mm-hmm. I am a new race. I, mean, uh, I am made new, you know, and so I don't belong to neither of these. No nor white, nor black. And the Apostle Paul said, I, you know, I consider that, tri-. I mean, he's talking about his education and his knowledge, but we can do the same with our skin color. I mean, this is a wrapping paper. I mean, it's not the gift. It's not, I am a beautiful present. I'm yeah. a beautiful person. But you cannot judge it by the tone of the my brownish or my husband says that I look orange. So that's another 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 <laughs> <laughs> another race again. We are citizens of heaven. That's our citizenship, our race, our everything.
1: Absolutely. So and that's what we need to be yes, promoting. Amen? Exactly. Especially in the body of Christ. Yes. We we don't need to be promoting a narrative that would further divide us mm-hmm. as opposed to again coming together in the spirit. Yes, and seeing how the Lord uh, has beautifully shaped us together mm-hmm. to be this tapestry of His love from every tribe, every tongue, yes. every nation. I mean, together, you, you pleased one. the Lord. Amen. To,
0: to be so creative yes, with our skin did. colors. But he's not just skin color, hair color, eye color, and every you know texture, m- exactly. And shape. Exactly. <laughs> he's not. We don't have the same ears. We don't have the same no, no, nobody. So every part of our body is so unique that we, so we have to divide, divide uh, each other for everything. You and know, you know we, it's
1: through all creation. Show yes. me two clouds that are alike, two trees that are alike.
0: Yes, and this is God's desire and passion to be creative and so spontaneous. In his, he's like a, an artist.
1: Well, we would like that because we're kind of artsy. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I have twenty more questions for Uh-oh. you. So we will. <laughs> no i I know this can be very long but uh, i'm just so well i had something that i wanted to ask you and i think i went through all of it and actually we went even deeper Mm. i really loved this interview i hope we can have you again maybe with rebecca that would be very good it'd be great yeah it'd be my uh, Mm
1: -hmm, honor mm -hmm, to be back with you once again Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. so for today that's all and guys, this is John Parks again from Ashburg Community Church at uh, Kingdom City here in Houston. You can go and visit his church. I mean, uh, I I, went, I visited and it was an amazing service, yeah. but also an amazing presence of God. So uh, thank you for being with us today yeah. at Faith Uncensored. And
1: it was my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Okay. God bless.
0: God bless you guys.